0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This is the first anniversary of the terror attack on the Charlie Hebdo offices. That's how it began. Thursday was the first anniversary of that moment. And then today is the first anniversary of the ending of the terror attack as the French police killed the terrorists. There was a ceremony in France today. Eric Randolph will be joining us later on from Paris, our reporter journalist for Agence France-Presse. We'll talk to Mr. Randolph about 2015 in France. What a year, November as well. And what are they looking at going forward? And I'll ask Mr. Randolph as well to speak to the issue that has been quiet in national, international media until a couple of days ago. And that is that reports that gangs of migrants in Europe were asking for residence in Europe, have been uh, found to have been sexually harassing and sexually assaulting women. And particularly New Year's Eve in Cologne was a bad bad scene. The police chief in Cologne was fired for his trying to cover up what what went on, from what we understand. So a lot being said and written, uh, women in Finland, in Switzerland, in Germany, Um, being told to be careful about going out late at night. So I'll ask Mr. Randolph to share with us what's been said, what's being written in Europe about that. El Chapo Guzman captured yesterday, vicious gun battle, and the head of the Sinaloa cartel recaptured after escaping in July of last year. Um, Alfredo Carchado is going to be joining us, the Mexican City Bureau Chief for the Dallas Morning News. Alfredo was with us about a month ago. We were talking about uh, El Chapo and his escape. And now recaptured. The Americans want him extradited to the United States. Donald Trump, according to Rasmussen Poll, 74% of Republicans were likely to vote. Say they believe that Mr. Trump is going to be the representative, the nominee for the Republican Party for President of the United States. 74%. So, and I'm, I'm starting to see different stories, suggesting that, uh, and even from media organizations like the Washington Post, not discounting Donald Trump winning the presidency, Hillary Clinton's in more trouble with her email mess. So I have a question for you that I'm going to be asking, and it's going to be based essentially on emails that I've received, and it has to do with Donald Trump, and it has to do with Justin Trudeau. They both show up in the same question. And maybe you can put the question together before I before I give it to you next hour. Making a murderer the Netflix documentary. Some say it's a documentary. The former prosecutor of Stephen Avery says no, it's not a documentary. But we're going to be talking about Stephen Avery and uh, making a murderer the uh, Netflix. We'll call it documentary. And uh, there are people all over all over the world looking for Avery to be uh, either retried or pardoned by the president who can't do it. And the governor of the state of Wisconsin has said he won't. Russell Silverstein will join us, criminal defense lawyer in Toronto and co-president of the Association of Defense of the Wrongfully Convicted in Canada. Aidwick has, um, through its diligent efforts, been able to find individuals who've been um, wrongfully convicted, including murder convictions. We've had some of them on the show. So we'll talk to Mr. Silverstein about his view of of uh, Stephen Avery. A chaotic start to the new year on the stock markets, internationally and here in Canada. What are the implications for you and for me? Some analysts are suggesting the housing market is cooling down. Consumers overextended in debt. I was reading the other day and I tweeted on it at the Roy Green Show. The average Canadian owes more than $20,000 in debt. That's not mortgage debt. That's just credit card and other debt that... You're trailing around. So can the consumer fuel and drive the economy with that much debt? The fall of the loony? Well, it's going to affect consumers. And Alberta, particularly, is feeling the resource center plunge, as in oil prices. And our national and provincial combined debt for 2015-2016 is going to be $1.3 trillion, we're told. $1.3 trillion. Tom Caldwell is the chairman of Caldwell Securities, a diversified investment company, providing investment management, brokerage, and insurance services throughout North America and the world. Mr. Caldwell is a past governor of the Toronto Stock Exchange and recognized as one of the world's foremost investors in securities exchanges. And whenever I, uh, whenever I have my finger hovering over the panic button, I call Mr. Caldwell. Tom, it's not just hovering, it's on the panic button.
1: <laughs> well, I was listening to your preamble. I was saying, my, I don't think I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: these, are, these are all big stories that are happening in the world well, now.
1: They, they are big stories. And, and I was thinking of your question. I don't know what it's going to be, but I, I think we're seeing the decline of political correctness or the cost of political correctness. But that's not the topic you and I are to talk about, I gather. Markets, it's, uh, it's been a pretty chaotic start to the year. And I was thinking of Kenny Rogers, the gambler. You've got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away, and when to run. And I guess that's the, uh, uh, that's the, uh, the $64 question. Uh, if I had to give my quick answer, I would say uh, hold them. And, uh, you know, if you unpack a lot of what we're seeing here, China's a big focus. But the China situation really is more currency. The U.S. dollar has been terribly strong. And, and the, the yuan, or the renminbi, the Chinese currency, is tied to the dollar, so it's moved up as well, hence they became rather uncompetitive in some of their markets, so they're trying to decouple and attach their currency to a basket of currencies, so, which is tantamount to devaluation. Americans see this as unfair, etc. but they have to do this, and that's quite reasonable in their point. The, the Chinese economy is slowing from what? to what nobody knows the numbers out of china are so inaccurate it has been changing from a production infrastructure economy to a consumer economy uh that's going to change uh, the rate of growth but the consumer economy is growing well in china by the way so the china story uh it, ec- economically it's not as horrible as one would think the stock market there is highly volatile it's a nascent market and frankly it's a gambling culture.
0: Well, isn't uh, there, the stock market in China, uh, Tom, wouldn't that be comparable almost to a casino in North America?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, a high-stakes casino. Uh, in fact, if you go to many casinos throughout North America, they actually have a Chinese gambling section where you can play for bigger stakes. And there are, the joke is there's no value investors in China. Somebody who, like me who buys something with a two-year or three-year time horizon, uh, they're, they're very short-term. Uh, very aggressive. And, it's, and all new markets are aggressive, so that the stock market in China is not as indicative as the, uh, the underlying economy as it might be, say, in North America or, or even Canada, for that, for that matter. Uh, U.S. U.S. is okay. Unemployment is, is uh, 5%, if you believe that number. Uh, the growth is moderate, but it is growing. There's a lot of uh, election rhetoric going on. Uh, uh, the Fed seems to be focused on getting inflation up. If they focus on growth, inflation will take care of itself. So I, I, I think uh, what we're going through is, a, is, is more of a, a sense of angst reflecting almost everything you summarized beforehand. There is a sense of panic in markets. And usually when markets go down like this, I was thinking about 1987. It was a Thursday, Friday, and, and a Monday event. The, the Thursday was down big as 1987. Friday was quite large. And then it turned around and went pretty negative on Friday. And then the Monday of that, of that year, I still remember it, uh, it was chaos. It was straight on down. And that was the biggest day I think I've ever had as a broker because on that day I was on the buy side. I remember buying Canadian Tire at $10 and stuff like this. So in actual fact, we might see a ring out of some variety in this market. Uh, and that's, I think that's part of the de rigueur in these things when you have these corrections. You need to get it down where people perceive it as a bargain and then the buying starts all over again. Remember, bull markets climb a wall of worry. And we've got a lot of worry out there right now, so there is a lot of worry. It's 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 anxious for people, it's upsetting for people. Uh, you know, I look at the, one of the one of the pools I run is a company called Urbana, it's a listed on Toronto. And you know, our return last year was 7% on the upside. Uh, I think the TMX was down 10 or 11%. That's a 17% differential, which by the way tells you the difference between active management and owning an ETF, for example. But You know, so it wasn't a bad year. Now we got smacked at the beginning of this year, as everyone has. Canadian dollar, it's a mess. Listen, I'm in the states. I just got back from buying groceries, and everything I buy, I multiply times 1.4 in terms of Canadian dollars. Look, cheap in American, expensive in Canadian dollars. So, and we're going to have a problem. I I think in Canada. I think with with the government we have that seems to be interested in placating every pressure group. Um, You know, I think um, I think Mr. Trudeau's. uh, Father got her dollar sixty-five cents, and and I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to do that.
0: I, I have a feeling the best way to get Mister Trudeau's attention is to just become an NGO.
1: Probably, I mean, it's I mean, basically, he's he, I, I don't want to get too much into politics, but Curry, he's uh, uh, I think the Liberals decided they would go for a name. Uh, as opposed to experience and caliber and character, etc. So you know, you, you, that's that's Canada's problem. We invite a, We elect a teenager. We're going to pay the price. End of story.
0: Well, he's in over his head.
1: Oh, clearly, clearly. But you know, we looked at America. America did this with Obama, and we said, "Oh, that's, I think we can do them one better than that," and we <laughs> and we have done. But
0: now there's a billionaire, a multi-billionaire, running for the presidency, and I had a, a friend of mine actually called me this morning, and he said, "Why aren't people concentrating on the fact?" Never mind all the the uh, the wild stuff Trump is saying, although that's going to get the headlines and that will probably get people out voting. But consider the fact that the man has mi- billions and billions of dollars. He's won at every um, every contest he's been involved in, and he's taken on some of the really the real sharks in the development world in in Manhattan, um, in New York. Manhattan is a hardball game. Yeah, Understand this guy is a winner economically, so if you want to get out of the economic mess, hook your wagon to a billionaire, but people aren't even talking about that, he said. This is what what my friend said. Well, it's interesting. It's an interesting point. I'm ambivalent uh, regarding Mr. Trump in that
1: he would not be good for Canada. He is very chauvinistic, uh, you know, the concept of a wall, uh, you know, it might be hard going through the Great Lakes, but he, he comes up with extreme <laughs> things. Some of his uh, points to his uh, competitors are infantile, you know. He talks about their appearance, their face. Yeah. I mean, somebody should mention his hair for God's sake. But my, my my I I kept I look at him, and I try to think back when I was a little kid of the McCarthy era, which was a reign of terror in the in the, like Joe McCarthy, uh, and and I I you know I, I I don't know what he I don't know where the real Donald Trump is. He seems to be pouty, combative, argumentative, um, prepared to character assassinate anybody, and really hasn't come to grips with anything but yeah. very simplistic jingoism. But he's hit a note in America, and well, he has. You know, he's got a good. He's got a good shot at
0: it. And, and Tom, you said that uh, the political correctness angle and the Washington Post did a really. There was an excellent column in our article in the Washington Post earlier this week, where they specifically pointed to the fact that Donald Trump has hit the political correctness nerve. People have bitten their tongues, bitten their lips, haven't said anything for a long time because they didn't want to get accused of anything. And now Donald Trump has opened the door and said, it's okay, I'll lead you in attacking political correctness. And he has a lot of followers. I have to take a break. We'll come back with Tom Caldwell, the chairman of Caldwell Securities, on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. And we'll talk about the Canadian economy as well. What happens? What's, what's going to happen to, to you and me? I mean, what are we... Are we do we drive our own destiny or are we my metaphor has always been there's a log floating down a river there's a hundred thousand ants on it and every ant thinks it's steering We'll come back big guess great debate and your calls the Roy Green Show on the chorus Radio network. You'll find me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show, at the Roy Green Show, and emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. I used to work with a news director years ago, and he had what he called the the what-the-hell factor. And uh, the what-the-hell factor was on a scale of 1 to 10. And depending on the condition of the, the, the city, the, the province, the country, and the world, he would assign a number on the what-the-hell what the factor, and that's how you had to write your news stories. Boy, Tom Caldwell with me, Chairman of... I don't know why I remembered that suddenly, Tom. <laughs> I'm trying to figure
1: it in myself.
0: Actually. <laughs> I think it, whatever it is, the number's pretty high right now. Um Looking at Canada, the governor of the Bank of Canada said we're going to feel economic pain and uncertainty for years to come in this country. I'd like you to tell me if you agree, and then part B of the question, Canada was well placed in the 2008 global recession. When you look at our economic numbers and consider ours as a country which is natural resource rich, oil and gas, at a time when many politicians are determined to slash extraction of these resources, like our prime minister, How well might we weather a global recession in 2016 if it happens?
1: Well, Canada has had successive governments, both provincial and federal, have put all their eggs in basically three baskets, mining, energy, and Canadian banks. All three of these sectors will be net generators of unemployment for the next year or so. Our manufacturing base and innovation base has always been ignored, except for some half-baked government grant program where you have to have your plant in the Arctic or something. It's, it's the, the concept of innovators, say out of Kitchener, accessing public capital markets in Canada is impossible. It's far easier for a young entrepreneur to sell his company to Silicon Valley venture capital firm uh, or to move there where the money is available. We have for many, many years um, undercut the ability of, say, the the investment industry to raise capital. It's, it's too expensive to be a public company in Canada. It's too costly. And now the mechanisms that, that made it happen, that is the independent firms, because banks don't raise money for new companies, are not there. Twenty-five uh, percent of the firms are gone in the last two and a half years, eight in the last two months. So what's happening is we put all our eggs in these three baskets, which really are not the high-value baskets. Now, the Canadian banks fared well uh, through the 08 uh, crisis in the States because we had unique things in Canada. We like people to have deposits for their house, and the mortgages were recourse. So you didn't have the same mechanisms in place that caused the problem in America. And, and thankfully, a lot of our banks did not get suckered into these credit uh, uh, junk bond-type packages uh, as they were, although we did have uh, our asset-backed commercial paper crisis in Canada. So it, the structures helped us. We were in good order. Raw materials were still in demand. Oil and gas were still doing what we did well in that. Right now, it's going the other way. Raw materials, we have oversupply in literally everything, energy, uh, metals, anything you want to name. And if you take a look at some of our great Canadian companies, say like uh, tech corporation, I think that's down from 50-some-odd dollars a couple of years ago down to uh, under $5. So you, you've seen 90% declines in some of these. And, and uh, uh, so I think we're going to have a bit of a bumpy time here. In terms of consumer debt, um, you know, I, I Mr. Pelosi at the Bank of Canada, God bless him. I, I'm sure he's a good central bank governor, but I, I – I, um, you know, yeah, that's important, and 20,000 per individual is, is could be high, but it, it's not killer stuff. We've had significant increases in terms of people coming into Canada, buying houses, and many of them have been paid for. Many of them are immigrant money, Chinese money coming in, sort of thing. So, I think the recession part is the is our unemployment. It seems the only economic policy we have in this country is to get the dollar as low as we can, so we look like a cheap place to build your branch plant. And so we are going to be a branch plant economy in the manufacturing sector. And we will have continued high employment in that we're not replacing the head offices we've lost. Okay. We're not replacing
0: companies. Tom, as always, thank you very much for the time.
1: You're very uh, welcome, Roy. All the best.
0: Yeah, and the best to you. And, and let's talk again in 2016. And Who knows? I'll look, I'll look Maybe I'll we'll be happy you. stories.
1: Well, I'll think of some between now and then.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. the oh, that's right. All the best. Tom Caldwell, chairman of Caldwell Securities. On the Roy Green Show on the Corvus <laughs> Radio Network. When we come back, it's uh, called Making a Murderer. And it's on Netflix. And it's about a man called Stephen Avery, and it has the world talking and forming opinions. We're going to be joined by the co-president of Aidwick. Stay with us.